Hello and welcome to the Writing Sparrow podcast. I'm Serena Langer and this podcast is all about writing, publishing and marketing your book. Let's get started. Hello and good morning friends and sparrows. This is episode 62 and it's the 14th of February 2022. And today I have Lyra Thorson with me to talk about writing romance um, and it may or may not get spicy, we don't know, but no guarantees either way. <laughs> and happy Valentine's Day if you celebrate and um, if not, just have a good regular day, I guess. <laughs> Welcome, Lyra. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having this chat. I'm very excited about it. Um, so just a heads up, normally I always ask on social media if anyone has any questions for the chat and people got into a very interesting debate on Instagram about this exact topic so I'm very excited to get into that in a bit um but yeah let's get started with something else first of all Lyra how are you today good I just got back from the eye doctor so if anyone sees the photo from this that's why I'm wearing sunglasses (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good reminder I mustn't forget to take that (laughs) Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. It's already late here, so clearly I'm tired. (laughs) So, yeah, you write romance with a spicy element as well. Is that right? Um, Yeah, I write sci-fi romance right now, and it's kind of more uh, dark romance. Yeah, it gets pretty graphic. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds quite cool, actually. I like a bit of (laughs) sci-fi. So... I think, yeah, let, let's just go straight in. So I think when a lot of people hear romance, they tend to think of something that's quite cheesy, quite kitschy, maybe something that the grandma watches and a pretty landscape in the countryside, or maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just my grandma, I don't know. <laughs> so can we maybe start by talking about what exactly the romance genre is? <laughs> yeah, my grandma always read those books too, the Oh, with Nora Roberts and all that. <laughs> oh, yeah, my grandma's a big fan. There's nothing at all wrong with those books at all, by the way. I don't mean to imply that, you know, that, that, that this is like the wrong kind of romance novels or anything. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of range, let's say, especially in this genre, I think. So before we go in, let's start by saying what exactly the genre is and maybe what it isn't. I think it's definitely changed over the years because, especially with self-published, because publishers for romance, because I've I've talked to um, and pitched to some in person, and they have very specific guidelines, like this is like the turning point and like, and all that. Um, but now with self-publishing, like we can write any kind of romance we want. I mean, if you go on the deep, dark internet, there's some like, those crazy... <laughs> Uh, if you, I don't know, um, those, the, was it like ravished by a triceratops and stuff like that? There's some crazy stuff out there. Oh, okay. And you're like, I'm not even going <laughs> to. I haven't found those laptops being the internet, but. <laughs> uh, so there's stuff like that, but that's like, anyway. But, uh, so like, I, I know some people believe like romance has to have a certain guideline and then anyone and a lot of people just think romance is anything with like a romantic element, whether it be sexual or not. And actually, was it us that we we're talking about that there needs to be friendship arcs? Needs to be like a whole genre? I can't remember who I was talking to. 
Oh, we might have said something like that about our, in our last chat, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it definitely depends now that there's a lot more LGBT stuff too, especially um, male romance, male, male romance. And then there's harem. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that it covers, I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So yeah, I think when I first started reading seriously again if you can even say that um i never <laughs> thought that i would even enjoy the romance genre at all because really the only exposure that i'd ever had from this is because of the things that my grandma would have watched when i was very young and uh, my parents would always say like oh you know she likes that really cheesy stuff where everything is like really light and fluffy and everyone gets a happy ending <laughs> which i've just realized could mean two different things for this episode but <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I never really thought that it would be my kind of thing. But then last year, I got really into the Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah Jamas. And let's just say I have a whole new appreciation for the soul genre now. So, <laughs> you know, obviously they are generally more epic fantasy. You know, they're more fae mm -hmm. fantasy. But there is quite a strong... Um, romance subplot in there and that gets quite graphic at times which I didn't expect so you know it's it's well it's it's varied for sure <laughs> yeah it, it seems like I'm just thinking about like all the classics I've read or maybe not even classics but like stuff from like the 50s through 80s you know I, I bet you could hit me with any one of those titles and I want to read them <laughs> for 50s through 80s yeah um, like for like Isaac Asimov, Robert E. Highline. Um, I can't think of any other. <laughs> but all of them don't really have like, there might be romance, but it's not like a big element. It seems like now that we have more writers, maybe even more, not to say only women write romance, but like a lot of women like to write more romance. Maybe not. How am I going to word it without being? <laughs> um, I think it's because they write women better. Some men can write women really well. But if you look at classics, either there's no woman in it or they're just not. They're very caricature. We've seen all the, the horrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I would argue could, that yeah. this happens outside of the romance genre as well. So yeah. I know there is one very well-known major author who has a really strange fascination with women's breasts and mm -hmm. yeah actually no just that and it's that's very young in the women's age as well where you think like what why would you even bring that up so yeah i, I, I mean don't get me wrong and you know, I, I don't think that it's just male authors who can write some yeah. really cringy stuff there but yeah. a lot of examples mm -hmm. i think come from that women can too like I've oh, read some male stuff or women writing about male and stuff, but I just wonder because there's more books published that there's more romance now. It seems like it's not, it's like it's, or maybe I don't know because it seems like there's more subplots compared to that. And I wonder, I mean, I haven't given a deep dive through, and I just wonder if it's like publishers have different requirements now for oh, what they're probably. So it's probably it's probably a publisher thing too. I bet that's probably changed quite severely over the years. It, I mean, it probably has in any genre, but I'm sure yeah. 
especially with this genre, maybe I, I imagine what readers want might have changed quite a lot. And maybe now readers are also a bit more vocal about what they want, partially because of social media. Yeah, I don't know. Like looking at um I don't I don't think publishers like pay attention to what people want, to be honest. <laughs> That's a fair point. Because <laughs> libraries are like, we need a new adult genre because you get teenagers coming out of college who want to read something more adult but not super adult and more of that but there's there's still no new adult genre in the publishing industry new self-published there is for sure so I don't think they listen (laughs) no probably not actually that's that sounds about right (laughs) (laughs) um I think it also gets a bit more complicated than when you look at those categories like new adult and young adult and how how much romance can you have in any one of those and then Mm -hmm. how much erotic content can you have in any one of those so uh, it probably gets complicated quite quickly there and I imagine it's a very thin line as to what you can have in young adult or no what you can't have in young adult but what is then perfectly fine in new adult and there's some there's some young adult that's not really spicy, but about sexual exploration, not like it's like because I think it's written differently. Mm-hmm. If there is sex in young adult, it's more about like it's not supposed to be like spicy for the reader. It's more about the character developing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where that can happen in the more adult, but like if we're talking more about spicy books, and that's more mm-hmm. for the reader than the character. <laughs> maybe sorry (laughs) let's maybe start by differentiating in the first place about what um what a romance novel is and what an erotica novel is and then also where the two can be because you also get a lot of erotic romance you might say the market is becoming very saturated with that (laughs) if if i'm not mistaken which i could be wouldn't erotica be more sexual in nature and not not really have a plot other than for the sexual stuff but then like um a romance will have another plot going on I mean out there arguing (laughs) I'm not the best person to ask really for that because I haven't read a ton of romance novels and um but I, I remember reading a few by Evie Kent, I want to say. She writes some very good erotic romances. And um, I remember that all of her books have really strong plots. So, you know, that there is a lot of very graphic sexual content in there. But I've, I never thought with any one of those books, oh, if you just took all of the smut out, you we, we would no longer have a book. You know, there is a, there's a ton mm-hmm. of plot happening as well. But then maybe that's, you know, maybe that counts more as an erotic romance and less as just straight up erotica. It might. Well, yeah, I wonder if it's kind of like paranormal romance and urban fantasy where they're they're kind of indistinguishable now because of how saturated the paranormal and considering themselves urban fantasy. Because there is a lot of like urban fantasy going on in some paranormal romance. But oh yeah. Whereas maybe in the olden days, the romance books were couldn't be had to be closed door or something, or maybe like very very non graphic uh, sex in it, and then now maybe 
people kept adding a little bit more and a little bit more, but it's not quite as much as erotica. It's like, what, what were people arguing online? <laughs> <laughs> they are actually. And since we're on the topic, <laughs> let me get up this conversation that I started today on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw this in quickly now. We have our own Instagram page. Yay. Um, I called the, the Writing Sparrow podcast, which you could probably have guessed. <laughs> I only started it this week, so it's very new. And this is the first episode um, that I've asked for questions for over there. And um, let's just kick this off because this actually turned into quite a long conversation, <laughs> which is really cool. But um, yeah, so Dana Friedrich started by asking, why do you think romance is so widely popular while erotica is looked down on even Though both often have pretty intense romance scenes. Let's start with that because that's a really good question. Honestly, I think it's just the, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the right word, but like just sexism for women. Um, Not like women aren't allowed to be sexual, but men are. And men don't typically read romance. So that women are. And then so it's like frowned upon because women can't be a sexual in nature whereas like if a guy was watching porn no one would you know no one would care less yeah no but if the woman is reading erotica or something like that then it's like frowned upon i think that, I, I, I think it's just that honestly well sadly you're probably very right with that <laughs> um we had some insight there from another romance author who i know writes a lot of very graphic books um so nicola rose author said oh no yes wait (laughs) i've lost the start of the conversation there Uh, i hate it when it like moves the conversation like no yeah i don't know why it has to do that it's very there we go i found the beginning sorry everyone so so anyway nicola rice author says my two pens on this people throwing on erotica because it's not considered to have any plot we've just said about that <laughs> it's literally just all action and nothing else obviously shouldn't be a reason for negativity as some people love that but there you go so yes, yes I, I think i agree it's kind of like a lemon in um fan fiction what they would call that <laughs> erotica um but yeah again like i don't think there should be anything wrong with that because why i mean why should there be it's just it's just another genre of book right i mean read whatever makes you happy <laughs> it's like it's not easy to write <laughs> no kind of act like it's like oh it's easier to write no you you sit down and write that erotica <laughs> Yeah, you try it, but <laughs> get some brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get some brandy. Yeah, that kind of get you. You kind of want to date yourself first. Like maybe put on some candles, put on some mood music. <laughs> My uh, just to sign up. Or kind of off topic on topic uh when I took dance, my dance teacher had to do the choreography for uh, Rent. And there is one like very like erotic dance, and she's like, "My parents are gonna be there, so I have to like really drink before I, like, I sit down and figure out the choreo." <laughs> That's cool. That sounds awkward. <laughs> it would be awkward. 
<laughs> uh, I forgot what I was going to say to that. I had a really good point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Sort of. Um, do you do you remember on social media a little while ago, it might even still be going, there was almost a similar conversation about that but with a young adult where like there were some readers who were saying like, oh, you read young adult books? Oh, don't you want to read something proper? Or, you know, some, some really weird kind of gatekeeping around young adult books. And we kind of have yeah. the same thing with some romance novels and with erotica specifically, which is weird because we all read because we like reading, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't understand gatekeepers for anything. And then like, the same thing in the comic book world when, you know, parents taking their kids to the library and they go and get manga or comics and their parents are like, no, that's not reading. And the librarian's like, yes, it is. But it's, it's, it's so words on a page that you're taking in that's literally reading. <laughs> and then some people like, for me, sometimes it's hard to read a whole page, especially when you write all day and you're like, I don't want to look at a page of words, yeah. but like manga will be fine because ooh, there's something else going on and my brain can... <laughs> Or maybe, or maybe your child or someone is just like dyslexic and needs small pieces of text along with other stuff, or maybe not dyslexic or any other mental thing. So, yeah, it's all, it's all reading, people. Yeah. It's all great. Read whatever you want. It's all good. Happy. Yes. It's an escape. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so returning to the conversation on instagram that we had earlier um nicola rice said that the level of steam in many romance books is off the charts but it's still not erotica as long as you have some plot and then it's just called erotic romance so it kind of comes back again to that differentiation between what's what's what what's romance what's erotic romance what's just erotica and at what point do you basically just have porn? <laughs> I mean, probably erotica is probably porn. Hmm. I would think. I, I suppose. I suppose if we look at it like that, then I guess it wouldn't necessarily have a plot because that's not why readers pick those books up. Yeah, I mean, like if you brain went. Uh... I mean, yeah, it just depends on what you escape. Some, you, I would think some erotic could be pretty short, too. So if you just want to read something mm. really short. Not maybe not all, but. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it would be getting more an erotic romance. Because if it's more than that, then it'd be a, it would be a whole book and I would have to have a plot. Or it's a very detailed, long book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be. <laughs> that would be quite an intense read, probably. <laughs> I guess it would be it probably has to do with just the publishing industry too since self-publish changed so much and can cross those borders and that's why then there's a lot more arguments because such a weird thing to argue about though because you've already said just read whatever you want we don't need to argue <laughs> I understand arguing for categories though, because like if I'm looking for a book, I've noticed things are not in the right category, like on Amazon. Oh especially. yeah, that can be very so, frustrating because we're so yeah, looking for something I, very specific. Yeah, 
So I understand that because like, oh, what was he looking for? It'll come to me. But I was like looking for something. I'm like, that is not this genre. <laughs> and no, it's, it is quite fun. frustrating if you search for something very specific, like um, paranormal romance, for example, and you, you find a book like at the very top of the list, which is maybe historical fiction, and you think, this doesn't fit in mm-hmm. here. This is not what I searched for. But, you know, that's a problem maybe then with how Amazon ads work and how you can exploit that, which is a very different topic. So <laughs> Yeah, and it definitely depends on whether you're self-published or published because or um, self-published or traditionally published because you don't have any choice for traditional. You can't go and change it. Mm. And like, I think I used this example last time, but uh, um, I was looking up, looking for uh, vinyl albums and found that Machine Gun Kelly was number one in Christian music. Hmm. Machine Gun Kelly is definitely not Christian music. (laughs) It's explicit uh, album. Interesting. Wonder how that happens. <laughs> so I'm like, can you just imagine some grandma buying or like grandson some music? Oh, here you go. Oh, that would be amazing to see the reaction <laughs> to that. <laughs> so yeah, Amazon definitely has some problems. It's funny how that sometimes gets categorized. I remember age well, many years ago, I picked up a book that was really popular at the time, not romance or erotic romance or anything in that um general genre but I picked it up because it got recommended to me quite a lot at the time and from looking at the cover and from reading the blurb I figured it was going to be epic fantasy so I was really looking forward to it and then I started reading it and it's more like an urban fantasy which is still fine but it wasn't at all what the cover had sold me or the blurb and that was a traditionally published book so I think traditionally published books I'm like that cover does not not go (laughs) but anyway round over so <laughs> um one there was one more thing on instagram where you know we, we said earlier about how, just how many variations there are of the romance genre and nicola yeah. rose goes on to highlight that quite well i think so she says um, romance readers are often quite particular about what they like like either all smart and little plot or just a small amount of highly erotic steam with more plot or fade to black and then there's vanilla or kinky men or monsters so many variations and that's you know that that's not even everything so yes thank you so much for pointing that out Nicola you're very right there is just so much variation in this genre so many different directions you could go in yeah especially especially on Amazon um, I'm trying to do more yeah, uh, local bookstores, but like for Amazon it has all those categories, like especially when you go to romance, you can click like shifters or vampires or demons. And there is a long list of things you can click in romance compared to the other genres. Yeah, so nice. people are very specific. Yeah. People really know what they like, which is great. <laughs> And, you know, in a way, for, for an author like you and me, it makes it quite easy to target because, yeah, you know, as you said, people really know what they like. So if that's what you write, then you can really home in on that. But, yeah, just, just see how much variety there is for this really puts 12-year-old me to shame who thought that romance meant, um, like, cozy, wild landscape 
scenery things that my grandma would have watched it's like actually sure that is a subgenre but hold up there's more <laughs> a hallmark movies <laughs> uh, yeah I never really liked those but <laughs> yeah definitely yeah not my cup of tea but some of the Netflix ones are really cute though oh. I watched a couple of the Christmas ones I was like oh this is feels a little more original it still hits those beats but mm. Christmas is a really good time for that because you want to feel warm and fuzzy so mm-hmm. that's a good combination <laughs> as it's that- only 60 degrees outside <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Phoenix. laughs> that sounds like a lot but then we work with Celsius and I'm like I would I would have melted so that sounds horrible but <laughs> I'm not sure how that translates um it's about say 30s 80 um, so it's probably like 20 okay. 25. Okay, that's 25, I think, is my limit. Anything warmer than 25. And I'm like, this is this is fine. Let's stop here. <laughs> <laughs> it can get up to 40 degrees Celsius here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> I become very useless around 30. So. I feel like I've digressed enough so let's get back to how to write romance (laughs) it was still steamy hot like temperature (laughs) yes very true I'm actually getting quite warm now as well but I don't think it's got anything to do with that it's just that I've got a heater on and I'm sitting right next to it (laughs) (laughs) so how do you write a good romance like what, what do you think are the key elements besides obviously needing to have two people at least two people in love um Definitely depends the type of romance because my my sci-fi series is more darker. Um, what I, I focused on because my character just is uh, bad word uh, has a very corrupt past. Um, so she's trying to like accept love and stuff like that. And so my goal is you know at the end like. For her to process everything that's like happened to her and that she's done um because she's not she's not a good person either yeah yeah i won't go on a tangent but uh, <laughs> yeah. um so that's what i'm like focusing on and then i have a couple of ideas that aren't really sci-fi but they're gonna have a lot of science because it's gonna be about a forensic um invest <laughs> what would that be forensic uh, investigator the sure. person who does forensics <laughs> so I have a lot of science because like that was my degree when I wanted to go into was forensics but I didn't because I didn't want to do court cases but anyway Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and so I so that will have a lot of science and that's I think it'll still be in my what's that word uh, niche. No. Yeah. yeah niche kind of it, it still fits your genre. Marketing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, but she she's not going to be a good person. And so that'll be like that arc. <laughs> and so that's kind of my, my focus and my, my type of romance is like learning to like, like yourself and accept yourself. And the stuff that happened doesn't define you. Um, but for other romance, I guess for my YA, uh, under Danny Hoots, if you want to say. Um, it's kind of more the sweet, like, 
some of its enemies of lovers. Um, but as I think about my books, there's too many books and they all came at once. Uh, but like it, it's definitely, um, those are, those arcs are more like sweet romance, like falling, that, that didn't talk about more like about the falling in love and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I can't back, I can't back that up because I'm currently yeah. reading the, um, Daughter of Haiti series and I am in love with Chris and Huntley. They're just the cutest couple. <laughs> yeah, I think for for my YA, I usually make like cute couples, and maybe maybe a little not harem, but kind of love triangles, especially for Wonderland. Um, daughter Hades didn't really have a triangle as much as she has to marry Zeus, but yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's not it's, a triangle. It's, it's complicated. It's a bit it's awkward. <laughs> well, you know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, there was something that you mentioned earlier, which I thought we should come back to maybe. Um, you said that some readers might assume that erotica or just generally any kind of erotic content is, is going to be easier to write. But actually, the opposite is true. It's actually quite difficult. So why do you think that is? Is I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. Because um, I've tried, over now now, I tried writing some more steamy scenes, which are available on Patreon. You're welcome, everyone. But <laughs> I said I definitely struggled more with that, but I wasn't sure if it's just because I'm not used to writing that. So years ago, when I started writing flashback scenes and I hadn't done it before, that was difficult because I wasn't used to it. So I thought, you know, maybe it's just because I don't really know my way around this so very well. It's kind of new for me. I'm still finding my feet with that. But maybe it's generally more difficult to write. I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think it's it's definitely any writing anything, you know, you need to learn or doing anything, you need to learn um, research. <laughs> um, but I think there's also that societal thing where it just feels awkward to write that. And then you, because you, you're mentally going, people are going to read this. <laughs> yep, like my mom might read this. I mean, my mom probably won't because she doesn't speak English very well, but my cousins might. And I don't know if that's worse. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that, that like idea. And it, it was so awkward to send like friends to beta read my book. <laughs> like it's just, and there's only like once, I only have like one scene in each, one of each book, but at least the first two books. And so like, I just like oh they're gonna read it and you have to look <laughs> at their comments but uh so there's a little bit of the awkwardness too but yeah I could just just having it be like a fluid writing but then still descriptive is is in general hard too like I think description's hard for just setting and stuff like that and that's what it would be mostly would be is that so if you're if you're better at dialogue then it's kind of harder to write description in general anyway yeah so better I like dialogue better <laughs> and for scenes like that you're probably going to have a lot more description because you're just less likely to start having a full-blown conversation so <laughs> so yeah if, if, if writing conversation is your strong point then that would be naturally more difficult yeah I saw something interesting I forgot which book it was in it was some book on writing um, I wish I'd made a note of it, but I haven't. So here we are. And um, the author said that what helps her write 
uh, more romantic scenes or maybe even smutty scenes is to kind of leave them. So when, when she's writing the first draft and she comes to one of those scenes and she's just not feeling it, she just make a note. And then she comes back to it at some later point when she feels more prepared or more in the mood, <laughs> so to speak, to write them. Because, you know, if, if you're angry, if you've already had a really rough day or maybe you're tired, you don't necessarily want to get into a detailed sex scene in your book. You know, it's just it's not the mood. Yeah, I, agree. I agree with that, too. It's kind of like you have to be in the mood and like <laughs> and that's kind of any scene, too. Like if you're trying to write a happy, happy scene, funny scene and you're like angry and grumpy and stressed like it does not come out the same no it's going to sound very different <laughs> years ago and and yeah um, yeah if I'm angry at someone or something <laughs> I go and write my battle scenes and you turn out yeah. <laughs> and you just picture the person you hate yeah. the most right now as all the mate as all the evil characters <laughs> exactly <laughs> one knife goes there one knife goes in there <laughs> So um, Brianne on Patreon had a very good question um, and she asks, what are the most popular romance scenes and or tropes? And that's a good one because I'm not even sure anymore that I still know what a trope is. Because I feel like every other day there is a new one that someone (laughs) says on Instagram, they laugh and I'm like, oh, that's a trope now? (laughs) Okay. Hmm, Maybe I don't know what a trope is. Enemies the lovers for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. See that, I would say, is a trope. Yeah. But then every now and again, you see, like, really small things on Instagram, like, really just something very mundane, like, boy meets girl. It's like, is that a trope? Surely that's just something that happens in every book. Yeah. Unless you have an all-male, one all-female cast, chances are, yeah, that some boy's going to meet some girl. (laughs) Or, like, an anime, it's, like, the toast in her mouth as she's running late for school and then runs into someone. Yeah. (laughs) I like that trope <laughs> it's just funny it's just toast um enemies to lovers or friends to lovers um which uh would be good um i find the enemies Sorry. Faded Mates is good for, especially in shifter ones. Um, oh, yes. Uh, I feel like I've come across that one quite often, and especially yeah. in werewolf stories. They seem to have Faded Mates very often. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, or like the two choices are a werewolf or a vampire. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Triangles. Um Oh no, not triangles. <laughs> arrange, arrange marriage that they they hate. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like you see so many people online, like, oh yay, Hades and Persephone are like the ideal power couple, but oh no, we don't like arranged marriage. It's like, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of background that we could get into there. Also, kidnapping. Is that a favorite trope? I'm not sure. Oh, like uh, sh- uh Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> um past life lovers soulmates oh and like faded mates but i'm not sure if i've seen any past life lover tropes but that's an interesting one i can't think of the book 
but there was one like in the it would flash back between the lives i want to do something like that one of these days oh i think i believe becky wright has written one it's called remember to love me it's a historical story it's yeah it's it's an historical romance and it has that trope which i didn't know until just now is a trope (laughs) (laughs) those are the things i can think on top of my head well, those are the big ones, right? I mean, if you wanted to write romance, then any one of those is probably a really good one to get started with. Or there's one more. Uh, my favorite is the the smart straight A girl, and then the delinquent delinquent boy. Troublemaker. Um. <laughs> it's in um. One of us is lying by Karen McManus. Oh, yeah, that's been recommended to me so many times now, and I still haven't read it. <laughs> so or she she is really good at writing. Like I thought it was gonna be like stereotype, and I didn't like. And I I liked a couple of the characters. I'm like I don't like these other characters. And then they like. She did a great job uh, with her character arcs for all of them. I was really impressed. So if you want to learn more about character arcs, like check out her books. Which one was it? Let me make a note. I can mention it in the show notes. Um, it's uh, one of us is lying. Oh yeah. Those character arcs were crazy good. I have got to start reading that. <laughs> so one other thing I was going to mention is that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like for romance, I, I kind of see a lot of people and I go like, oh, no, no, I wouldn't read that. And, you know, I always think that, oh, but so many books do have a romance subplot you know, at least the Roman subplot. So, you know, it may not be the main focus of the book, but chances are there's going to be some kind of love story in there. I think just people have it wrapped in their heads that it's, yeah, not a good genre, that romance isn't, I don't know. But it is, and it's in everything, almost everything. I don't know. (laughs) We understand if you just you don't want to read romance, like you don't feel like it. But I feel like because there is some people like you just don't want a romance story, and that's fine. But then I feel like some people it's just a stigma versus, and they actually do read it and like it. But then they're like, no, I don't read romance, but they're 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 enjoying the romance in the book they're reading. Yeah. So. (laughs) I suppose there is a difference again because if you just have romance as a subplot then the overall book can still be um, sci-fi for example and you know maybe less likely to conjure up images of green hills and people frolicking in the meadows (laughs) I think it's just in their head they yeah I assume it's like you know Hallmark Channel versus yeah it's possible that my grandma's favorite movies and books have completely ruined my perception (laughs) Which, to be fair, I am making up for now in recent years. But I think growing up, that was definitely the image that I had. (laughs) Or something super cheesy. (laughs) All right. So do you have any advice for writers wanting to try writing romance and maybe people wanting to try writing something a little bit more spicy? Let's do both. Definitely read and see like what's best-selling what's like your favorite style and stuff like that um I can't think of any like books on the top of my head 
to recommend. And, um, and then also, like, um, if you want to do traditional, be sure to check out the the um, publisher or yeah, publisher websites because they do say how long. It's very very particular and how long it needs to be, what beats it has to hit certain times. Um, and then check out. Oh, it's blinking. Romance Writers Association, I think it's called. Mm. Oh, um, they're really cool. Like I've gone to a romance um, author uh, conference because, like, it was like down the street from where I lived. It's like, oh. um, and so that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out. I can't think of what the it's called. I can't look because I can't see. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking that if you may want to try writing romance or maybe something a bit more spicy, then chances are that's because you're already reading those books. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would you fancy writing it? You know, like I don't, I generally don't read um, historical military fiction, for example, and no part of me is tempted to try writing that because it's just not my interest. And you know, if it were my interest, I'd already be reading it. So I'd already have some idea of what other authors are doing. And then you can learn from that and just see what they do. Mm. Which is true for any genre, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. And of course, um, yeah, if it's just a first draft, or even if it's just a, an experiment for you, then no one has to see it anyway. So it kind of doesn't matter if it's any good because you can just keep it for yourself. No one has to read it. <laughs> and the first draft is never great. So okay. it's just to get something on paper and then you can work with it. Yeah, the first you can't draft make is hot without getting clay and just smacking it on the <laughs> wheel. <laughs> Which looks so fun. I wish I could do pottery. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't in years. Mine wasn't you... that good. <laughs> uh, but you used to do pottery. When I was like middle school, high school. <laughs> Don't you need, like, I mean, I might just show you how little I know about this, but wouldn't you need like a really big kiln? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was out of place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the kilns are crazy huge. And I did like Raku, and those are crazy if you've ever seen how Raku is. Yeah, it's like a Japanese. It's like uh. it looks really cool. So we love watching the Great British Pottery Throwdown. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the many competition shows that we are absolutely devouring. So I know what it is from that. <laughs> it's it's fun, but it's like kind of scary because just <laughs> fire and. <laughs> I mean, it's it's gonna get so hot. Like mm -hmm. some romance books. Ooh, to bring it back to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to write is some like Raku Maker. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, maybe. Kind of like Ghost, but with Raku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no ghost. I, I was thinking that did come in my head when I said it. <laughs> Which is also a romance. There you go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't all need to be cheesy. It can also be really totally sad. <laughs> but Yeah. I don't like sad. You do or you don't? I don't. I was just watching Ghostbusters and that ended sad. I was like crying. I'm like, this is heartwarming, but like. <gasps> oh, yeah. can we quickly get a picture for Patreon now? I would normally do it later, but your cat has just walked into the frame and it's really cute. 
Yay! Oh, I'm so happy I got that. Your cat is the most gorgeous, majestic beast. You <laughs> think so? <laughs> and he would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me, what a face. Yes, good. <laughs> he looked at me though, like I knew that I'd just taken another picture of him. <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry everyone for that little diversion. If you want to see a picture of this gorgeous beast of a cat, join us on Patreon. He's gorgeous. Ah, uh, where was I going with this? Ah, yeah, so um, tips for writing romance. Just get started and start reading romance, basically, which you're probably already doing anyway because you're interested in it. So that makes sense. And um, I imagine that your advice for starting to write more erotic romance is probably much the same. Yeah. Like to see whether people write what works, what doesn't work for you or in general, if you look at like reviews and stuff. Um, and I, I would assume there's, there's books. I haven't looked at books. <laughs> I have romance books, but I can't think of what they are on top of my head. And I can't see. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we can uh, maybe put a list together or something at some other point. But <laughs> I think for now, that may be a good moment to wrap it up. And are you happy to join me a little while longer over on Patreon? Or do I need to let you go? Um, I'm fine. Like, uh, I don't have anything to do. Okay. Right all right then thank you everybody for listening i hope you know a little bit more now maybe about how to approach writing romance and maybe how to approach writing something a bit more spicy if you fancy um we hope you learned a lot and we hope that you really enjoyed this if you do or if you did please please rate us or even review this podcast because it helps other writers decide whether it is right for them and if you um, really enjoyed it I would love it if you wanted to stay in touch on social media um, mine and Lyra's links are of course in the show notes or use the hashtag the writing sparrow podcast or find us on Instagram because we have our own page now <laughs> at the writing sparrow podcast obviously be weird to go for something else <laughs> so keep writing sparrow and remember that you only fail when you stop learning and trying have a great week everyone bye and happy valentine's day again have a good night if you do anything (laughs) bye bye